Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. This month we've been talking with local musicians and singers and just talking about music in general. And uh, I'm a big music guy. I love music. If you get on my phone, man, you find all kinds of stuff. And uh, so I, it's kind of a fun thing for me uh, And uh, this month. And I, I'm really excited to have our guest on today because I've gotten to know him over the past couple of years, uh, for, originally from Charleston and uh, now lives in Sykeston. And, uh, man, his voice is just incredible. And uh, so glad to have Prashard Owen on the show. Actually, back on the show. You've been on before. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a uh, while. The topic was a little bit different, so right. <laughs> today, t- today's going to be a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun, but uh, I, you know, uh, anyone who knows you, anyone who's heard you sing knows your pipes are just incredible, and, and, I, and I know people compliment you all the time, but when, when was the moment that you decided, man, this is what I want to try to achieve, this is really what I want to focus on, and that's just singing. I mean, I know you do more than that. Yeah, you do yeah, other yeah. things, but, you know, really that's your passion, right? Right. Well, first, thank you for having me back. Um, and thanks for saying that I was from Charleston. And because <laughs> recently, well, we'll talk about that later, but people were like, he's from Char- Charleston, it's not Sykeston, so we'll talk about that later. But, um, no, uh, I, I started on church. Um, you know, my family's huge, um, huge Christian uh, household, and uh, my grandfather had a church and uh, got my first solo in in, uh, in, qu- in the choir. And since then, it's just been one of the things that, like, I just knew that that's what I was supposed to do um, and just been pushing, pushing since then. You know, people, I mean, there are a lot of people that, that sing and have great voices or are good musicians. And I got to tell you, and and I don't I don't want people to go to church just to do this, but um, man, if you can find a church where you're able to do that on a consistent basis, what that does for you as far as experience is concerned is really invaluable mm-hmm. because at least you're in front of people that love you and right. hopefully are you know right. even when you mess up are going to be okay with right, it. Right, right. But man, what a what a great opportunity I think it is for people to be able to do that sort of thing at church. Right, and I think singing in the church for me also. It's not only about connecting, you know, with God, but it's also about um, connecting through the word to the song and going deeper. So it's 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 about connecting with God, but it's also for me. I I tell a story with the songs that I sing, and I connect with it. Um, so singing in church that oddly helped that as well. But then, like, I went to a church where if you messed up. <laughs> They were going to tell you after you got <laughs> It was in a loving way, but they were going to tell you. And still oh, yeah. to this day, like my, my triangle of friends, and they, they still keep me completely grounded. If I mess up, they're like, so I noticed that you usually take that note up. Why didn't you do that this time? But they keep me very you know, grounded. So I'm very blessed to have that type of support system who supports me. But they also like, listen, get, get that together real quick. But you bring up a great point, though, when it comes to church, and if you are able to sing in church, that connection, obviously, with God, that's the purpose of worship. But when you're in front of people singing, you're also leading them right. in worship, and that really takes a personal connection yeah. to be able to do that. But mm-hmm. really, when we break down music, the the, the ones that, that make it the ones that are popular sometimes isn't because they have the best voice. Or they're their best musician is right. because they make a connection, connection with the listener, right? Yeah, completely true. Um, I, I talk to my manager about that all the time, and it's 
it's one of those things where the music industry has kind of changed because it's not focused on, you know, vocals. Because I, I since I grew up on it, but I, I, I did grow up on it. My parents, you know, let me listen to it, like The Queens, The Journeys, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, you know, where you, you had to have a voice, mm. you know, and now it's more of... It's all about a persona, and it's all about, you know, that connection as well. So the connection, I feel, is more important now than the voices, um, which is unfortunate. But, you know, you just kind of have to, you know, figure out a way to, you know, uh, authentically, of course, yeah. connect with your listeners and your supporters. And I hate saying fans because I feel like that is so demeaning. to me. <laughs> like That's something I've always, like, I've stirred away from saying that. But people who support you, you always have to make sure you 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 make that connection with them, like you said. So... That's one of the things that I always have done, but it's definitely more, you know, it's more important than the vocals now, unfortunately. You know, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, you mentioned, too, some of my favorites, like Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin. And then you can, you know, go, uh, you know, a more recent sort of with uh, Whitney Houston, right. you know, and you keep going down the line uh, up into today and who, you know, some of the great vocalists out there. And you have people that are wanting, who love to sing and want to get into music. And then you put those voices on and you go. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think there's so much more like diversity in voices now. And I don't mm-hmm. know how else to put that. Like, it's not just about getting the range and the, right. you know, the runs and all that kind of stuff. Like, again, that personal connection with the audience, which comes down to songwriting. It comes down to the music itself as, mm-hmm. as well as the singer. Yep. It definitely does. Um, one thing that I I wouldn't say I struggle with, but it's. It's it's being super vulnerable with people um, through music. And I've learned to start doing it more often because that's when that connection starts because they actually get to see the real you. And it's like, oh, this is going through exactly what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where that connection really starts is by knowing that your what you think is your weakness can be somebody else's, like, uplifting factor to show them, like, they're not alone and possibly stop them i mean i've had this happen like i one of my tracks that i released called save me i had a person um contact me um via instagram and say that like listen to the song save their life and like that was the moment where i was like okay music is a lot more powerful than i thought that i thought it was yeah you know because i'm writing a song about how i'm feeling and it was you know somebody else listened to it and interpreted it a different way and it's just like that's the beauty of music um, so at that, from then on, I was like, you know what, you're going to just be vulnerable. You're going to say how you feel and people are going to connect with it. And it's been gradually happening since does it, then. Does any of that make you nervous, though, when you go on stage, when, when certain songs, because you're going to be vulnerable within that song? Because, again, you're trying to make the connection. You're trying to be right. genuine. Is there ever a moment of nervousness? Not really. Like, I mean, OK, so before I go on, I always get nervous, like always get nervous. But once the lights come on, I'm fine. Um, but there has never, there's never been a, well, if I sing a Whitney song, I get nervous just because it's singing one of her songs and it's like, yeah. I don't want to screw that up. But cause everybody a, knows that it's iconic. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. bro, if you miss that one little note, everybody's gonna be like, well, you did everything right with that one note. <laughs> but like, other than like nerves, like the butterflies always come. And mm. I always say when that stops happening, I'm going to stop singing because I mean, I don't, I don't care anymore. Um, but not so much of like on stage, like by being vulnerable because the music's already out. So it's just like retelling the story. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, too, because you, you mentioned um, the nervousness and then the lights come on and then poof, yeah. it's like the mode yeah. hits, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to do whatever is. And I, I'm kind of the same way because I, you know, MC stuff and do things in front of people. And I tell people I'm nervous every time I go right. out. But there's this weird thing that just happens when you walk on stage, yeah. the nervousness just kind of goes away and you just do your thing. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's. I wouldn't say you turn into a, a, a character, but I don't know. It's just really weird. Like it's just like when the, when the lights come on, it's like okay, that's that's done. Like it's showtime. Yeah. And it's I don't know. It's a great feeling. Like, but it it's really just, is. I just I've never been able to explain it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've done like stuff locally. You know, small, relatively small yeah, audience. Yeah. You know, church. You mm-hmm. know, we're not, not a huge audience. But then things in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to talk about a couple other things you've done too uh, uh, as of late. Um, but it, to you, is it all the same? No matter if it's a small audience or a big audience, or do you kind of feel like you play? Uh, I don't know how to put this, but uh, in bigger um, personality-wise, in front of a bigger audience, I actually get more nervous when it's a small group. Yeah, yeah, I, I get because it's it's intimate, and and that connection is so much closer. Mm. Um, so yeah, closer. I I prefer. I actually prefer the 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 smaller the smaller venues. Because it does make that connection, but I get extremely nervous because it's like they're right there. When you play for a big arena like, you know, when I'm singing in St. Louis or something, it's like, okay, all these people are here, but, you know, they're so far away. So it, it's a kind of a, I don't know, I don't know. Now I'm talking about it, I'm like, this is all so weird. Like, you would think that I'd be nervous in front of a lot of, and, and it's just, the, it's the opposite for me. Yeah, and I, again, same way. The more people that I'm in front of, the more relaxed yeah. I am. It's really, I'm, I feel like I'm wired reverse of everyone right, else, right? Because right? you talk to people and they don't want to talk in front of anyone. They don't want to be on stage. Right. They don't want to be in front of anyone. And they're fine one-on-one. Me, I'm probably more nervous one-on-one mm-hmm. than I am if I'm just in front of a big audience. Same. Yeah, we're just weird people, yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm, I've always known I was weird, so that's, <laughs> it makes so let, sense. Let's, let's talk about, because you did mention some some music, and obviously, but what, what has been your... Um, I guess most influential groups or bands or singers for you. Um, my most, uh, of course, like vocally Whitney Houston, Bruno Mars. Um, those are like two of my biggest like vocal inspirations. Um, and you know I do house music now, so I do like dance music. So I'm um, in that range. You know, um, was that something you had to kind of learn about? No, I've actually lo- I've always loved like '90s house music, always. But it was a matter of figuring out a way to merge my vocals to mix to to fit it, and it wasn't that hard because that's where you know house music kind of originated from. Um, but like you know, there are DJs MK Diplo, um, Tiesto, um, you know, just. Those type of like artists are the ones that like I look up to and like hopefully will <laughs> will work with one of these days. So um, for people that don't know, and, and we got a few minutes before the break, or actually about one minute, real quickly explain what is house music. So, so there's people listening going, I have no idea what that, what right, that is. Right. So house music is just like it's it's just dance music. Like that's the best way I can explain it. And then um, you have different subcultures in. Um, and well, the big umbrella for me is EDM, electric dance music, right? And then you have different umbrellas. You have house, you have 
um, bass, you have trans music. I mean, it's just like, it's different subcultures, but it's all under the same umbrella. Um, but yeah, it's just typically, I like to say with people who don't know what it is, it's just dance, mu- dance music. Yeah. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically a DJ up there and he's mixing all kinds of music and sound together yes. to create a party. Yes. Right? Yes. Party atmosphere. Yes. Now let's talk about some of the interesting things that you have gotten to do. Now, one of those, and I, I want to start here and then and go into the other two, which I think are a little bit bigger, but... Um, the national anthem I've heard you sing, but so have thousands of others because you have actually gotten to f- do it for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, yeah. And what incredible things. They've had one guy do it for years. Yeah. He retired, and now they just have all these different people coming in. Mm-hmm. And what's that experience like? I mean, it's been it's, – I don't know, I can't even explain it. Because, like, when I was in college in St. Louis, I've always wanted to do it. But um, Charles Glenn, who's done it for, you know, forever, mm. he's always been, like, the go-to guy. Um, so when I first got my opportunity, I was like, this is, like, insane. So, you know, I just did it a couple of weeks ago, and then I'll, I'll be back um, doing it again December 1st. Um, and hopefully I'll get, you know, some more some more dates throughout the year. But it's just an incredible feeling, and it's always awesome to, like, honor our country doing that i mean it's the least i can do there are people fighting for our our freedoms and rights right now and the least i can do is like sing the national anthem talk i honor them and the people who've come you Mm. know before yeah man that's incredible but i would put on the third step the second step i would have to say is your experience with the voice because you got Kind of far with that, right? I mean, up to a certain point? To a certain point. Um, without saying too much about the, the whole process, it's just, um, it's like different rounds. Um, so the round I got to was like right before, you know, the, um, the lives, which kind of sucked. Because um, you, you're so close. Um, and then it's like, boom, rug pulled from under you. So I uh, kind of felt like Moses in that moment. Like, you know, you get to see the promised land, but you don't get to, was it Moses? No, was it Moses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Moses. Yeah, it was Moses. <laughs> you get to see the promised land, but it's like, nope, you're not, not going to get there. But, you know, I learned so much in that experience. Um, and then, you know, with the recent trip, I actually met, I would, I'll go into that in a second. When you yeah. Put, yeah. But yeah, it's, it was an experience and I learned so much from it. Yeah. I, and uh I I encourage people to do stuff like that. Right. You know, listen, be a realist, mm-hmm. right? You, hopefully you get there. Maybe you don't. But along the way, take every step as a way just to get the experience. Right. Be around certain people in that arena and that sort of thing. And, and I kind of feel like you, you, you took that in. Right. Yeah, I always tell people, um, you're going to get a thousand no's before you get a yes. You yeah. know, if you get a thousand no's, go back a thousand and one and that that one audition or that one experience might be the one that changes your life. Um, and that's how I just, I live by it. And when I, when I said earlier, you know, I knew that music was what I was supposed to do. Performing was what I was supposed to do. So when you know your, your calling that well, you know that like no matter what happens, it's going to happen. I don't know when, but I just have to keep pushing. And that's what I've, I've done this entire time. It's just kept pushing and just like, okay, I got to know, let me regroup and go back and do it again. So, you know, that's just been the process. So let's talk about what I believe, and I know you're correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. The number one experience you've had so far in your journey, it happened recently, 
And you kept saying stuff on social media. Hey, something cool's coming. And we've all been like, gosh, I wonder what it is. I want a new album. Like, is it going to be like the permanent guy singing the Star Spangled Banner now with the blues? Like, what is it? And then all of a sudden, one day, you're like, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm getting makeup. And we're all like, what is happening? And you're on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah, yeah. So talk about how did you get there? Let's just start there. How did you get to be on the Kelly Clarkson show? Explain that to people because, again, not everyone knows what TikTok right, is. Right, right. But explain that. All right, so long story short, before this is season four of her show, and she got her start from American Idol, which is a show that gives you know un, um, you know know independent artists, not so much as now, but independent artists a chance to get major exposure. So for her um, fourth premiere, she wanted to do something like that. So she went around the country and she did – um, a karaoke contest, which she went to four cities, Dallas, um, L.A., New York, and Chicago, all cities that I don't live in. So <laughs> so um, she went around there and she found four people there, but then she also did TikTok. So it was like a single duet with Kelly. So you had to sing Since You've Been Gone with her on TikTok. So I did that, and I was just sitting at the office one day, and I randomly saw it. It was completely, you know, I was just like on TikTok, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I posted it, and I was like, we'll see what happens. And then over now, I was like, okay, it's... It's moving. That's that's odd. That's weird. So then I got a call from one of the producers from the show. We had a couple conversations, and then we had a uh, FaceTime call, which is what that you saw on the actual show when it aired. And I'm thinking it's going to be another producer, but I'm like, okay, we got to make sure he can actually sing. And then she pops up on the screen. I'm like, okay, this okay, that's that's Kelly Clarkson right there. And she told me that I was going to be flown out to, you know, L.A. to um, sing with her. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that video pops up, and you see her. Like, yeah. were you confused? I, I was definitely confused because I'm like, why is she talking to me? Like, <laughs> she just said my name. Like, wh- why did she just say my name? And, you know, since then, she actually posted the TikTok video on her page, and it went viral. And it's like over 8.5 million views on her on her page. Wow. I'm just like, small town boy from 5,000 people, you know, Charleston and, and Sykes and and just to have that exposure to have somebody at her caliber and her team as well to say like fine like you're good enough you know like you're like that's a great feeling i mean you also you want to know that you're good enough but having that validation from somebody who's in the industry like that that just meant so much to me and it was just such an amazing experience man uh, and i i i don't know how she did it in those four cities but i have to think that there were no telling how many people oh, yeah. on TikTok, thousands. thousands of people, and you made it through all of that, yeah. those thousands. You you came out on top. I mean, that alone has to be just an unbelievable feeling. Yeah, it definitely was. I I don't know. I still get kind of emotional thinking about it because it's like I've been through so much and had so many no's. And like I said, to have somebody of that stature to be like that one. It's just, I mean, it blows my mind just even thinking about it. Like, still to this day, it's just like, dang, out of all those people, like, they chose me. They saw something in me. And that's why it's so important, like we said earlier, to be vulnerable and tell your story. Like, I was thinking since you've been gone, but still, there's a way to tell your story through that. And I guess I did. (laughs) So so real quick, uh, I just want to talk about that that whole experience, being there. I assume there's a sound check and rehearsal. And then you go on, you do the thing. And now millions of people across the country and, yeah. and the world, really, because now there's clips on all these different things. You can go watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, how, what's that been like for you? 
it's it's been awesome. It's been a, it's been a um a learning experience and kind of getting used to. I had like my first encounter with somebody who actually saw it, and they were like, "Hey." And I'm like, I'm, I'm walking because I'm like, they're not talking to me. I don't, I don't know <laughs> nobody here. And they were like, hey, you were on the Cliff Clarkson show. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and like, it was just, just kind of, I got to get used to it. Um, but like, it's, it's changed a lot. And a lot of stuff has come from the experience. And um, I, I just can't wait to all, for all this stuff to finally be, you know, out in public and. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just super excited. I don't know anything because you don't tell me anything. <laughs> I can't. Tell you can't tell me anything. <laughs> but this experience, though, is opening some doors. That's fair to say. It definitely has. Um, just from this experience, and then like the hard work that me and my manager Mike have put in. Um, you know, as an independent artist, it's super tough. You know, even if you do have somewhat of a talent, it's it's hard because everybody wants to go after you know the bigger names, mm. you know, bigger singers. So you got to work twice as hard. Like, I remember going out to Vegas to this event called EDC, which is, like, the hu- the biggest, like, house festival on- in North America. And, like, I'm just going back introducing myself to different DJs, to different artists, as a nobody to them. But I'm like, hey, I got some, like, great vocals if you ever need vocals for anything. And that's just like, the stuff that you have to do. Like, you have to let people tell you no. I mean, you- not, not to do cliche here, but it's the hustle behind it, all it of is. it. It is. And you, ha- you have to be willing to do it. And that's completely out of my comfort zone. But I'm like, this is my dream. This is what I have to do. Even if I'm awkward in this situation, I have to let them know who I am. And like, if you ever need any vocals, like, hit me up. I'm your guy for that. Yeah, I know people. It's it's a lot of hard work, and I don't people don't understand that. Oh, I just want to travel travel around and sing. It's it's so much yeah, hard work. Listen, real quick, where can people get any of your music right now? Um, they can get my music on uh, all streaming platforms. They can follow me on Instagram. Um, I just had a song come out um, called uh, Back Home, which is doing really well right now. Um, and then, oh, I can't say everything. But, yeah, I got, um, There's you know. There's stuff happening. It's, it's all going to be good. It's, it's stuff happening, and it's going to be really good. And I'm just super blessed and fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. Well, don't forget about us when you get up there, man. I will never forget about <laughs> this place. Listen, I appreciate being on the show. And best of luck. And we're just keep watching, man, watching you rise up. Thank you for Congratulations. having me. I appreciate it. Good stuff going on. And uh, make sure you check him out, Burchard Owens, on all streaming pl- platforms. Yes. And uh, just uh, go to his Instagram and, and just watch. Things, good things are happening. And TikTok. And TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. <laughs> Who can forget TikTok? Right, it's all right. out there. That's where it started. All right. Listen, Prashard, thank you. And thanks for joining us on the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.